Welcome to the Decent People Podcast, a production of Decentral Media, where we're committed to telling the stories of the founders, builders, and visionaries who are creating a new decentralized economy and internet experience. You guys know it as Web3 or blockchain, but we're going to bring you the smartest and most interesting people in the space for intimate conversations that reveal their background, how they got into crypto in the first place, and what they're doing today to make a decentralized future a reality. Thanks so much for joining us, and check out our site at Decentral.io. Now, to the show. This is uh, the Decentral podcast, Decent People podcast. Uh, I'm here, I'm Steve Ladden. I'm here with Mitch No, uh, the CEO and founder of uh, Golden Arc, and he's here to discuss with his team today the intersection of cannabis cryptocurrency, the metaverse, and everything in between. And so, uh, me and Mish, we'll kick it over to you to start uh, and introduce the team, uh, give us a little bit of your background, and uh, what brings us here today. Sure. So, you know, myself, you know, I'm not so much in the cannabis space. My background has always been a tech entrepreneur investment in different sector. So when myself and team Al and Jack, you know, we, we always trying to never the transparency part between what is real cannabis and what is not seems to be a big, big mystery. So the idea of blockchaining our product, that, that's how we started three years ago. So that's what lead us to what we have now today. So Golden Arc is more of a tech software development company. What we're trying to do is trying to see to sell. And Jack can, can elaborate more. I'm just going to introduce... Uh, you to Jack and, uh, and Al, but I just want to give a brief of what we do as a company. Our main focus is just a technology company. And Jack, you can elaborate more on that. Jack? Sure. So um, my name is Jack Lau. I'm the CTO of Golden Arc. And uh, we start out with a seed to sale technology uh, because we see that there's some lapses in the current uh, system that most states are adopting. And um, one of that is um, that uh, there's a, a high tax rate, which is leading to a lot of uh, 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 different type of markets, uh, uh, not legal markets that are that are kind of growing. And so we figured that if we're able to authenticate the product, so from seed to sale, if we are able to uh, map the genealogy, then we can authenticate whether or not um, that seed is exactly what uh, the grower states it is. We could uh, then blockchain that, and then uh, it, let's say the producer produces um, 100 eighths, and we could offer our technology would be able to offer an NFT, uh, a unique QR code for every product, and then each uh, each product will have an NFT. That NFT uh, will be able to be used in the Golden Arc Metaverse, and in our Metaverse, the majority of our Metaverse is um is basically lounges and so we're setting it up where people who like to smoke cannabis they just like to hang out and have fun and you know we just talked to someone uh a reporter the other day from illinois that's not a legal state yet and uh she likes to partake and she has no one to hang out with and so it would be cool if i was like hey Stefan, let's get online and then we're smoking one together and it's simply like this but maybe we could walk around and we could go to the pool table and have a game of pool or shoot some darts. 
And it's so, it, or we could go to someone else's lounge and maybe they're doing a performance in there. And, or we could set something up for Friday night and maybe someone's doing a concert or something. So we're trying to make these cool lounges that's a social space and for your metaverse. And the lounges are cool because you, uh, you could import your NFTs from your other wallets and display them there. Um, for us, we're also producing a um, we're also producing a game called Skunkadelics, and with this game, it's a one thousand it's ten thousand characters, so it's no different than any other NFT collection. But the difference is that each one of our Skunkadelics comes with a, a seed, and the seed is random randomized by different um, rarity levels. And then in the game, you're a breeder. And so you get to breed these seeds and you get to name your strain. You get to build your own brand. And in the game, what that seed will provide you is different types of smoke. So if we're hanging out and I, pre you know, like on Fortnite, you could dance and stuff. Well, in our game, you could smoke and you'll have different types of smoke. So you might blow out like a green dragon with sparkles and everyone's like, ooh, that's a nice smoke. Where'd you get that? And it's like, well, this person bred it. And so now that they bred it, they could actually sell it on the marketplace and then they can monetize from that. Even uh, with the lounges, if you wanted to, um, you have a huge membership uh, and a huge following, you, we want to be able to, uh, our users to be able to monetize and just have fun in that, in that space. Um, along with that, we also uh, have clothing line and uh, I'll introduce uh, Al Fresco. Uh, he's our creative director of, of, of all design and clothing. And so I'll let him talk a little bit about the clothing line and, and the product that we have. Thanks, Jack. So basically um, what we're doing is that um, our, our stuff is unique because um, we get to show the world what we're, you know, displaying through our metaverse and our tangible assets, which is the clothing. And, um, to go back to the gameplay, for the Skunkadelics, you could actually uh, play to earn in that game. So um, you could play that game and earn some coins to actually purchase stuff from our, our site in our meta metaverse. So which is really, really cool. And I think that we're the only ones that basically came out with that idea that I know of. and. Um, so yeah, basically, um, Golden Arc is a brand that um, basically was founded by me and my brother Hans and Mitch. Um, we just basically were thinking of what what kind of name or what kind of uh, direction do we want to go with. So we basically just came out with this while we were just driving to meet, meet Mitch down south. And uh, we just came up with the name Ark, you know. Then it became Golden Ark because uh, we're not just trying to be like a boat, like Noah's Ark. This is the Ark similar to the Ark of the Covenant. So um, we, we find ourselves to be rare like that in this whole industry because with the clothing and the, the, the cannabis, Everybody wants a brand. Everybody wants to do a brand. Like, you know, I have my own strain. I want to, you know, um, make a logo and make merch out of that. Well, um, I feel that that's very saturated nowadays. And I had to think real deep in how we can really be unique in this whole space. 
And basically, this is how it was. We just came up with this whole um, blockchaining our our brand and as, as blockchaining our weed, our clothing, everything that we do. So that that's what makes us super unique in this whole thing. And as for me, I've been a cannabis user since the late 80s. So I've seen the transition on what um, has been going on with cannabis. And I've seen all the bootlegging going on. And so I feel that we're going to help a lot with this whole um, this whole movement we're doing with Golden Arc, um, which is blockchaining and um, basically keeping track of what, you know, every single bag that comes out from us. And it, it's going to be really hard to bootleg what we're about to do. So that's that's kind of how we came up with the technology, you know. Just so I understand uh, clearly, are you saying that sales in real time of actual cannabis, you guys are able to blockchain so that you can authenticate a real sale, which would then, if it's on the chain, would, would differentiate it from something that's, say, you know, off market or what have you. Is that, is that right? So how, so how, let's say how it would work. Let's say you're the producer and you, and you came to us and uh, you wanted to uh, bag, uh, we'll say 58s. So with those 58s, that you would get a QR code and each one would be unique. So there's only 50. And then once you purchase it from wherever, wherever the dispensary is, that, that customer could then go to our app, Arcthenicate, it's called Arcthenication, and then they would be able to scan the QR code and they would actually be able to see the genealogy and the history of that grow of the plant. And it would say, yes, this is an authentic plant or authentic product, claim your NFT. And so you would be able to claim your NFT. Now, if you went in there and it was it was a counterfeit product, um, it might say that this is already claimed or this 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 does not exist. Wow. Wow. OK, so so it's an added layer then of security on top of what you would typically get with the checks and balances of a typical dispensary. You're also getting the proof that, you know, each bag has been sold once. It's not. Right, you're not you're not exactly. getting secondhand. Exactly, exactly. Like got it, got it, got it. Okay, cool. And and so um, maybe this question for you, uh, Al, is you came up with the name, uh, you know, you had the Arc, Golden Arc. Was the vision always to create a called a at a baseline a, a blockchain cannabis company? Where where was that the initial? Not to no pun, uh, seed of inspiration to 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 create uh, a verification uh, system for for cannabis. Well, it was it was definitely in uh, it was in our mind to really like find a way to um, actually like authenticate our product. But until we met Mitch and his team, that's how we got the idea of like, hey, why don't we blockchain? everything that we do you know hey, like Stephen, let me answer that question you know when we started this you know, california just got legalized right about six years ago and we were you know black market to gray market to white that seemed to be the uh, the, the natural trans you know transaction into this whole market the black market has always seemed to be the one that the license fields see like ours always have to compete with so the, 
know, the, the taxes, the metric system that we have to base up from that the state allows, you, know, you have to follow the metric system. Within that system alone, there's a lot of flaws into it. So let's say, um, let's say right now, we as licensed city, how can we compete with the black market where they don't have to pay taxes and we are paying 50% on taxes on that? Because the metric system is flaws in a way where they had they can manipulate it uh, that we you know the taxes will not be paid back to the state and you know we got all this license facility and there's no there's no how do this how do, how the state is not getting paid for all the license that California have issued yeah, so they're not seeing return uh, so they have to tax us high so if the state are taxing us in this fifty percent bracket how do we compete in the black market you can't yeah so what 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 Mitch was basically saying is that um, there could be a lot of loss from the seed to sale, from the whole process in the current metric system, there could be loss. And the loss could be due to uh, operator not knowing actually what's going on. And so in, in, in our technology, uh, let's say you're harvesting. And once you harvest and you wait and you measure how much the weight is, there's a, it gets blockchained. And so now you have your harvest weight. And then there's a video surveillance of that. And that's blockchained as well. So you can't say that the weight is off when we could see that the weight is blockchain. That could be one point of weakness in the current system. Um, and there could be other various points of weakness. And so we have um, um, Hans, who's our COO, Hans Benson, uh, unfortunately couldn't be here today, but uh, he's, he's heavily into the industry and uh, he's been in the growth side uh, for many decades, starting from Humboldt. And um, he's able to identify all the places uh, of weakness uh, where we can make sure that the operator knows exactly what's going on with their product. They can't be everywhere all the time, but if it's a blockchain, then they could look and they could see like, hey, this is actually going great. So, so essentially it's what, what you guys are doing is really transforming the way in which cannabis sales on one end, like on a so baseline level, the way in which cannabis sales can be authenticated and the way in which people interact with their cannabis purchases. Exactly. Even for futures, for instance, uh, it's really difficult for the operator right now to, to know what's going to be the no next trending strain. And so maybe they spent uh, tens of thousands of dollars growing a crop, come to find out harvest time that that was last month's, that was last month's flavor. And nobody likes that anymore. So if, if we're able to blockchain this and they already know based on their grow that they do, let's say, 100 pounds every two weeks and it's of um, something that's super fire right now, well, they could actually sell futures of it, pre-sale it by selling the NFTs. And then after it's grown, it's sold, it's weighted, then it's be authenticated um, uh, after it's picked up. And that way there can't be any um, bootleg uh, weed going around to dilute the value of your product sure sure which is which is really i mean it makes sense then that this is the, would be the next wave of cannabis growth and and authentication and and uh everything of that nature um so so back to Esther, I, I lost you so i apologize so um so what i want to add on what jack and al saying that we also taking the existing technology we're not creating anything new google's been around uh, you know, Google Maps has been around. So all the technology have you that we have mentioned to you, 
what we're trying to do is create the same identical thing in our cannabis community. The metaverse is not new. The search engine is not new. We maps been around. So we, we, what we're trying to do is combining all the existing technology and build a community within the cannabis space. The technology that's already there, like the, the NFT, the, uh, the blockchain, the, uh, you know, so the last three years we've been really focused trying to make this, uh, the, the product because as soon as any brand get to a certain stage, they will get knocked off. You know, one of the biggest concern in this business when people start smoking it, they don't know what they're smoking, where it came from. Is it indoor, outdoor? So those are the questions that's been asked all the time. As soon as the product gets to a certain point, they just knock it off, right? So how can you trace and track all that? In the next few years, you know, the, the, the whole 50 state will be legalized. We have to have some check and balance. That's why we try to create a community that people can vet, they can talk, they can say, oh, Steph, hey, check out this product. Uh, I had this dispensary. So so what, what we're trying to do is like a WeMap. When you Google WeMap, you get, you know, you, you, you get a WeMap.com, you get into it. You have to type in your location where you're at. When you show then it, a map post pops up and it links you to a website. That website belongs to a dispensary. Then you hit to that dispensary website, you open up and they just have a, a product line that you can buy. And that's it. So what we're trying to do is we're creating this metaverse where you actually go through our world, you type into where you're at, type in, and you actually dive into this map, 3D map that you can walk in, virtual 3D that you can walk and pick. But not only pick the product, you can actually see the product, 3D, and you can comment on it. You can ask about it, where this is blockchain or not. You can vet out the dispensary if this product has been blockchain or not. We can give them a rating, like a Yep review, like a restaurant, A, B, C, D rating on a restaurant. If dispensary follow all technology and guideline how we think blockchain should be done, then you at least know. But I cannot stop people from buying fake stuff. That's up to the consumer. But at least people buying technology they can pick from, right? A choice is that they, I mean, I cannot stop guy buying fake Gucci. It's just, you know, there were people buying it, right? But at least we know, okay, this is a grower, a blockchain or technology, it's one off, it grow from an indoor, a licensed facility. And so the people I'm as as consumer get more aware of cannabis, it's getting it will be legalized. Two, three years from now, we'll be like any alcohol, will be any form of tobacco. But at least we have a, some form of transparency to know that this product came from the right source. So that's, totally. that's creating, creating this community where people can do like a social lounge, a Facebook, a YouTube. They can talk about the video. They can talk about the product. They can, so we can monetize the dispensary. We can rather because right now the, the brand cannot be marketed into Google. There's all shadow banned. So we're creating this whole big Google search engine, Facebook plus Twitter plus Instagram, uh, you know, anything you can think of within our, our space. And that's what it is, Seven, to sum it up. All in one. All in one. And, and it's so fascinating. And, 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 and maybe if we could just take it back for a quick second, what I know, Al, you had mentioned, again, the, the name came first and, and you'd been noodling on that. And, you know, is what was sort of the incarnation, the inspiration for tackling cannabis in this way? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
Well, from being a smoker for so long and seeing all these flavors and knowing all these top growers of the world and being around the top brands of the world, uh, designing some of the top brands in the world, I feel like I need to up my old work. So I had to dig deep and re create another brand, which is the, the Golden Arc, um, that will encompass all the stuff that I'm doing, you know, um, from fashion, from video games, from weed, from, um, I think, pretty much real estate in our metaverse, uh, from crypto, all that, all in one. So, Stefan, you know about the uh, Golden Arc, right? You know a little bit about Golden Arc? No. About the, the history behind it, the, 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 covenant, the covenant of Golden Arc, where Moses was carrying this saying that was Ten Commandments that was held and it was walking around in the desert for 40 years in this Golden Arc. So you, you know about that little history about the, the Golden Arc? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not super uh, indoctrinated with with the specific. So, so, right, so the, the story, yeah, the story, yeah. the, the story behind is that during you know Moses, God came and gave him this Ten Commandments that was engraved into the stone. Moses took that Ten Commandment and put it in this golden ark. He walked around the desert Egypt for forty years. So they they thought the name came up with like okay, Hans is a fourth generation grower from his dad. His dad has been growing cannabis for quite a long time. So the, the, the thing was, now the golden ark being found, we found that golden ark, now we got all the seeds in it. So that was the kind of the play off where we are one off our original idea of a seed, because what the market now is getting too much commercialized. There's so much white label out there. You can yourself, Stephen, you can actually come up with a name and you can call a guy and you can put the name on there and now you have a cannabis brand. That's a typical. All the celebrities it, are doing is that, that. Is that easy? It's it's it's, it's ridiculously easy. easy. So, so nobody knows what it's off. You can say you can tell me I'm I'm smoking a, a waiting cake, and they'll say waiting cake. Well, the flavor is not ice. It's ice cream now. They can they can take the same waiting cake and switch it to ice cream, and you don't know the difference. So we we're trying to eliminate all this white label. Go back to the purity of what what we meant to be, right? The purity of the sea, one off. So when you go see to sell technology, blockchain from the C, we will blockchain to see original one-off. We grow it, we videotape it, make sure that every step of it is original. So that's one step of trying to, you know, to make sure that this is what we selling. So the, the, the golden arc came up with that, that uniqueness, right? The golden arc where now we found it. The funny thing is in the Ten Commandments, I don't know, you know, you know your Ten Commandments. One commandment said, thou shalt not kill, right, adultery. So our commandment is just as for fun, thou shalt not smoke bad weed. So anyways. That, exactly. <laughs> just, yeah. Thou shalt not drink or smoke bad weed. Just an idea, right, to thou add on to what we try to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so, so, the, the, so you, you get brand out there, the biggest brand out there, I can call, I can say cookies, I can say a few other stuff out there. They're having the same problem at this scale. They coming to us and ask, we can knock off left and right. So so you then you are competing with this traditional market guy, the black market, they're throwing weed out there, the consumer don't know what they're smoking. That's the issue. 
that's a huge issue. So right now, so we kind of plan ahead to foresee uh, two or three years from now, United States will be legalized throughout United States. There's not stopping it at all. We can see that. So, but we need to start now to educate the consumer. Let them know there's product out there that are blockchain, that you actually, what you're getting, what you're smoking is what you're getting, that you can verify it, that you know that you can rely on the suspensory that they care the product. We had some A rating and you're buying this weed from, from here. I don't mind if I know that this product is, is it came from the right growth that I want. I don't mind paying an extra dollar for it rather than buy and buy something that I know that I might get hurt. Right. That was a big issue with this vape going on a few years would ago. You, would you would you want to say 50 cents on a bootleg or pay 50 cents to get the real thing? Extra sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yes. So, but then, you know, at the end of the day, Stephen, the, you know, the cannabis came from a plant. They do have an expired date. Right. Uh, so blockchain it also can identify when it's grow what time it grow when it is harvest so then you know the freshness of it because a lot of these guys will grow it you know they might be sitting in, in the freezer for six months and you know the difference so there's there's so much things that people do uh in the market that's uh, scary uh, for consumer if, totally. if they yeah. know what we know you don't want to smoke cannabis that's you know that's the thing about it and as the market get bigger all these kids, or now I'm saying kids, with people who are into the cannabis, uh, you know, they they don't they don't want to buy in the streets because there's people cases where they buying stuff from uh, the hemp flower and glaze it, and you can never see the difference. Hemp and THC, it look identical. They just spray something on it, you know the difference. They could get for you know, like a few dollars a pound. They can spray something on it and say and call it the uh, you know weed. Uh, yeah. So when 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 it's completely something else, totally. Totally. Yeah. How do you guys think, though, in terms of scalability, if 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 we're you know branching out, sure, say a localized area, we'll say here in L.A. or up in San Fran or, you know, it's as you guys expand and, and, and create NFTs around, you know, the product and everything like that. How, how does I guess how does how does the scalability do, do you see any very simple, issues, very, simple. You know? very, very simple. So we will be we will be the main. I'll say uh, a search engine like a Google, for example, community-based like a Facebook. A brand will come to us, and we would then take them under our system, blockchain it, to guarantee that the brand that we carry or they care or we represent will make sure that we will vet it through, make sure the product they have in is legit. Got it. So, Got it. So, so it's like it's like the as you were saying, like the Yelps or the. Yeah, the, the verification rating or the trip advisors, stuff like that. It's like it's it's all combined. Your, your platform yes. is the voice then. Then people can comment on it, review it, you know, rate it, or, you know, whatever they want to do with it, with the product. That's that's up to the community to say, right? So we we built this platform, like I mentioned, Facebook, Twitter's, yep, anything you can think of, Airbnb, for example. People can pop up the pictures, look at the product. Oh, I smoke this thing. It's not that good, you know. Uh, but you know, then then the guys can they can call me back and forth, and that's that's how you get the community involved, right? Yep. So I said, well, this is Spencer. If you bought it, you know, hey, they're they're good. You know, I bought from them. Just there's nothing like that on their website or anything. Like just all shadow band. You don't have to say or talk about anything about that online. Yeah. So that's what we said. The community. So, so, so you have 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say for um, um, technical side for scalability, majority of the of the dispensaries now are using some something like a WordPress with a WooCommerce with like um, with a, 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 another um, uh, inventory system on top of it. And so we're building our technology around for quick adoption. And so whoever wants to adopt it, we'll, we'll be able to, and the adoption will be smooth. Um, but I think why they would want to adopt it is because the current system right now, if we were just talking about see the um, sale technology uses RDIF tags. These RDIF tags are not recyclable. They go into the garbage every time. And so with our system, we're hoping um, to use a location-based technology and QR codes so that our, our location tags can be reusable. So, so additionally, with these RDIF tags, they're paying, I think, 40 to 45 cents per tag. And so if you're, if you're losing 40 to 50, $60,000, depending on how gr big your grow is annually, just off of non-reusable tags, I think for us, adoption, we hope would be quick. And scalability would be um, could be just as quick because we're trying to make it as simple as possible to adopt our technology. Got it. Got it. Which which I think the to your point, it sounds like the the barrier of entry, the the less friction you have, the easier it will be for people for dispensaries to sign up and and adopt you guys. And and in a weird way, it's like. Was this the vision with the name like becoming? Uh, I know you give the explanation with with the golden arts. Um, it's almost like becoming the gold standard to authentication of cannabis in a way. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. We we wanted to do something really, really super unique, super special, like that has never been done before. You know, as a user, I put myself into. I mean, I'm. I'm I'm basically seeing all the brands going on right now, going around. So basically, I put myself in in the the user, the, the in the crowd, you know, so I could kind of see what's going on. And that's how we we came up with the Golden Arc. Like, so when when, um, when I started talking about the metric system, like I cut off, but I want to go back and kind of go through a little bit to let you understand how the metric system worked. So California is a heading leading heading for cannabis right now. A lot of other states are waiting, start waiting, you know, like to see what we do in California. So the metric system, the state providers, when us as a licensed facility, they give us an ID, a number, a tag. That batch of tags we then given to us, then we have to tag each plant as we grow it. But that metric system alone got a lot of loss. There's a lot of things that they can claim loss, even though it's not, they can claim it's loss. But they, they, within the tax itself, so Nevada, California, our tax is ridiculous. So last year, you can Google this. I think Las Vegas lost about three to few billion dollars of tax revenues to the state. They're not seeing the tax that they were thinking. So that's why they had to bump up a tax bracket up to higher percentage. So when you do that, you scare away the license facility. So the metric system, what we try and do it is to improve it without losing that loss. If we can, the state can adapt our system that we can prove that the state if you do this and, and, and all the, the cannabis license follow, our, we should be making you money. And if that is the case, your tax bracket for us should be reduced down so we didn't compete with the, the unlicensed facility, the black market. And that's the only way you can win. So if we can use our technology, blockchain it in a way where all the state can follow and we can go to the federal level and, and, and
remarkable case. This is what we're doing, you know, to, to make sure that every every plant is a is a is count for, right? Every penny that will be for because that's the only way that we can to show that if we can prove that and reduce our tax down and compete. Right now we can't. We can't. That's an issue. Major issue. Sure. So 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 it sounds like then that the conversation well it, it seems like a no-brainer in terms of federal and, and state law to to incorporate you guys into that realm because your help the, the the world you guys are building would just inevitably help whatever regulations are correct currently being adopted or in the future would be adopted uh you know just it, it feels like everybody benefits from what you guys are doing if, if yeah, we had to explain if we had to explain that in one sentence go ahead mitch no, I was just saying that this business will grow in a few hundred billion dollars market in the next few years. So that's a lot of money that we know of, but there's a lot of black market that nobody knows about. Right, right. So, what were we saying, yeah, Jack? I, I was just going to say that we're, if we just had to simplify it in a couple of sentences, we're just hoping our technology is, is able to prevent loss uh, unbeknownst to the operator to prevent loss, to increase revenue, and in return to hopefully lower taxes because there'll, there'll be a bigger increase in revenue all around. If the state sees that and that and they're meeting their projections, there's no reason why they shouldn't lower the taxes for the operator so that they can provide for their families. Like right now, it's just, there's really no choice for them. And so even if you were to have an auditor well, I think there's like three auditors for the whole state of California. I'm not sure if that's true, but uh, I think it's very a low number. How are they auditing? So if you were to go into some place and just pick any item off of the shelf that was authenticated, part of the Golden Arc system, they would just be able to scan it into their phone and be like, oh, all their products good here. And then they could leave, right? But if it wasn't authenticated, then they could say, yeah, we got to dig a little bit deeper here. So, you know, even with our system, we're hoping to incorporate um, uh, uh, third-party independent auditors that might be able to help the state. And why not? Why wouldn't they? Because we would use that to make sure that our system has no flaws as well. Stefan, let me ask you this. Are you based in California or? Yeah, I'm based in Los Angeles. Okay, nice. Okay, so you kind of know about the cannabis space, right? So for yeah. a licensed grower to grow an indoor per pound, is about maybe with the taxes and with the overhead, an average between five hundred to seven hundred dollars a pound. That's what indoor light depth. That means greenhouse. We talk about two hundred three, four sometimes. That's that's our cost to grow. But when you go on the street and guys out there for selling for seven hundred, eight hundred, how do you compete with that? You can't. You can't. So that's that's an yeah. issue. So the guy who's grown uh, in their warehouse unlicensed somewhere and then do without paying taxes and they can go out there and kill us and sell it for 800 to $1,000. How do we, so, so the license facility, they have to find ways to offset that by claiming a loss on their harvest. So now, that's already off now, can these Can these black market companies, can they, is it, I guess here's a here's a question because again I, I don't know you guys are would be much more well versed in this economic scenario but is it advantageous currently for a grower to 
an unlicensed grower, could they essentially just pay fines and still make a profit even though they don't have a license or would, would the, if, if an unlicensed grower is found, would they, would they essentially just be shut down or how, how does that's it? Yeah. They shut down and reopen again. I mean, that's it. pretty much. Uh, I think in the so state of California, it's a misdemeanor. And so it's, but we're not really trying to, I mean, our, our goal is not to try to go after that black market. Cause there's always going to be black market. I mean, for sure. The very very first time I bought, if I, I would have never smoked weed without the black market. Yeah. But what yeah, yeah. we're trying to do is prevent um, uh, fakes, and we're trying to prevent loss. And if we could do that, then that's beneficial for the whole market. That's beneficial for the whole market. Totally. Yeah. yeah if I if I if I own a if I own a brand and then someone's bootlegging my brand out there, like I want to be able to protect myself somehow. If it's not an arc, it's not it's not real. That's my whole model. Sense, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. Well, guys, I I, I think it's really cool cool what you're doing, and uh, it, it it's the the company and the vision seem well poised for the future, uh, and the ethos behind everything uh, sounds too like you you guys are doing it, not just obviously to to run a business and and uh, be profitable yourselves, but really to also benefit the community around which cannabis uh, is both cultivated consumed uh, and beyond so it's it's really it's really neat yeah uh, all we to sum it up seven all we want to do is build a community within the cannabis space so at least it's out there for people to open discussion about right now we're not allowed to talk about it at all and that's all we're trying to do to sum it up a community-based cannabis where people can talk about it they can talk about, hey, I hate Al. I hate this shit. I don't want it. Fine. You can say what you want to say. Right? It's up to them. We don't, we're not going to shadow ban you. We're not going to stop you. You can say anything late to cannabis. And that's all it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, and in terms of uh, next steps and, and, you know, what people can expect to, to see from Goldmark, what, what, what do you guys have lined up? If you can talk about that. Uh, you know, six months, a year out, what's sort of the trajectory for, for where I know you, you touched on what uh, is expected in terms of legalization, but maybe specifically for Golden Arc, what's the trajectory you guys have in place for the for the near future, near and long term future? Jack, you can answer that. You know, you know, I talked to you a lot about it, right? <laughs> sure. So we're, uh, well, we're planning a launch on 420, a public launch, and that's why we're building up uh, some of our press now. And on our public launch day, we're hoping to have, so their lounges we want are free, available for free. We're going to at least have signups available. We're hoping to be able to give the user a lounge. They'll be able to connect their um, crypto wallets, maybe a trust wallet. And, uh, and then in their lounge, they would also be able to enter the marketplace and maybe pick up like a pool table or just invite friends over and start their, uh, start their community. Um, we're going to have the skunkadelics, which is our NFTs, and those are the breeders so that they can create the unique smoke that people get to smoke on inside of the uh, metaverse. We're hoping to have our, um, our NFT. So if you want, let's say if you have 50, uh, um, uh, your operator, you have 50 uh, pieces of product and you want to already issue NFTs with those with the new, unique QR codes, we're, that's going to be available on launch on 420. And um, uh, what else do we have, Al? 
Um, as far as the NFTs, um, we have clothing. Um, we have merch. We have um, every, anything you could think of that relates to the user. It's basically, um, I'm kind of like incorporating a lifestyle into this whole metaverse. Yeah, and we also have a game that's currently on uh, currently on um, the uh, Google Store, which is called Skunktastic Voyage, and it's just a it's just a side-scrolling runner game. But what this game um, will be able to do is, I was talking about the play to earn. So you'll be able. So we're gonna have an arcade within our metaverse, and then high scores will be able to earn art token, and art token will be able to. Um, purchase weed from uh, participating dispensaries. So you get to play to earn and then earn to burn. And not, not to mention too, like dispensaries can enter our metaverse and have a dispensary in our metaverse and people can actually go in there and click on products and then a real delivery guy would actually deliver the product to your door. Neat, so, that's, so it's actually taking it one step further from say, if you were to use like a to draw the parallel between cannabis in the scenario and say food delivery it's like you yes log on to doordash or postmates and you you know order. and that's all we're doing yeah and not to think of, that's already there we are doing for cannabis that's all it is yeah and we're not to mention too. A population and we're adding all this stuff that just mentioned into it that's all it is got it and not and not to mention too in our in our uh in our lounges like for instance like say my lounge right i have a big screen and say if I wanted Wiz to do like a little DJ set or something, I'm like Wiz, I need you to uh, perform in my lounge, right? And people could log in actually, and then actually turn on either Spotify or whatever their music um, app they use for their phone. That will play on the on the app while it's playing on the lounge. Like you could actually listen to the DJ set while you're driving, you know. So it, it's it's based. It, we have a lot of things. There's music in it too, and everything. So awesome. so on the on the cannabis side, we want to be Amazon for cannabis. Got so it. later, when you go onto Amazon website, you look at your product. You can pick and choose from. You buy it, process through our system, have it delivered. But better so than that's Amazon. So that's just kind of like Amazon yeah. type of idea. But we take it ten steps beyond it. We actually have video on it. We actually have come guy comment about it because on youtube you can't really talk much about cannabis you can smoke on it but you cannot talk about it right so this platform will allow you to do that also yeah, you can wait, like go to amazon you pick a product there's a whole thing that you can touch on it and say okay have let's see what this guy say about this product there's a commercial about this product there's a uh, in, uh, uh youtube influencer about cannabis talking about it so you can have a lot of ways you can actually verify vet out the product if you want to buy it how long has it been has it been blockchain where you can buy it etc cetera, etc cetera. so we take the amazon model ebay model take it into into your youtube model into your facebook model uh buying experience you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what we're doing Love kind it. of set things up <laughs> yeah and actually one, one one final question uh in terms of the nft element is that something that you can transfer ownership of once say you bought a bag and you've got your nft of it you can is, sell it you, so you, and i guess what would come is it just the because since it's already been a purchased bag how would that how, how does that work 
in in our world in our world you would be like let's say um we worked with that um we worked with that operator and they're like we want a social smoke so with our nfts when the user claims it they will get uh butterfly smoke with 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 pink with pink fairies that come out and so got it, got it. so if you if i got that and i didn't use my smoke yet and I put it up for auction and you bought it. Now you could use that. You would own that and you could use that in your in your the smoke in your metaverse. Got it. So if you use it though, it's it's like you've smoked your you, you know. No, and we thought about that, but it just should be infinite. It should be like if you buy a pair of Nikes, right? You just don't wear them a couple times. Like you could store them in a box and then use them again. I mean, you should if you own it, you own it. We're not gonna make it that I mean, stoners aren't gonna be happy if we <laughs> happy times they get to smoke on it you know yeah. we thought about it because the eighth should only give you a certain amount of smoke versus like if you bought an ounce but i don't know we'll just make it easy <laughs> yeah stoners would want to do cool things say hey i want to sm- i want some unicorns you know like yeah. just to say i smoked out something i smoked with unicorns or whatever my smoke <laughs> is unicorns yeah it's an example yeah. you know yeah, no, that's that's super cool. That's super cool. Um, well, guys, this has been a pleasure. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat. I think uh, thank you. you. Know, this is this has been fantastic. It's uh, Mitch, Al, and Jack from the Golden Arc team here with the Decent People Podcast from Essential Media. I'm Steve Ladin, your host, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Decent People. Thanks so much for listening. Check the show notes for more information on our guests today. And make sure to look us up on the web at decential.io. That's D-E-C-E-N-T-I-A-L.io. And on Twitter, at Decential. Have a great day. <laughs>